all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. We are never more like God than when we are forgiving. I'm convinced of that because what's he always doing with humans? He's forgiving us. We don't deserve it, uh, but yet he forgives. And so when we are forgiving people, when we are seeking to reconcile, when we are being peacemakers, notice I I didn't say peacekeepers. There's no such thing. You you can't keep it. you got to make it. you got to be the active, not the passive one. You got to take the initiative. When we're doing that, we are doing the very same type of work that the Lord Jesus Christ is always doing. So, this story in the little book of Philemon that we've been studying of forgiveness and reconciliation on a human level uh, between Philemon and Onesimus, this story of of love being shared and restoration being offered, is really just a, a picture, if you will, an object lesson a microcosm of a greater love and forgiveness, and that is the divine love and the divine forgiveness. And we've learned that so many things happened to radically change Onesimus' life and situation. In verse 10, a slave became a son. In verse 11, an unprofitable man became profitable. In verses 12 through 14, a runaway was received. In verse 15, the one that was lost for a season is saved forever. In verse 16, a servant became a brother And now in verse 17, a man that was known by his sin is now known by another person's righteousness. Listen to verse 17. I love this. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. Dear friend, there's a lot of substance wrapped up in those few words. There's a lot of doctrine wrapped up in this one little verse. Paul says to Philemon, If I'm your partner, if you really love me, if you appreciate me, if we're together in this thing, then I not only want you to receive Onesimus, I want you to receive him as myself. In fact, he uses the words receive him these three times. Did you notice? In verse 12, he just says receive him. In verse 15, receive him forever. And in verse 17, here's the ultimate. Here's the climactic. Receive him as myself. Think of this. This is, this is what salvation is. We are received by God. We are received forever by God. And we are received forever as if we had the righteousness of Jesus Christ on our account. Receive him as myself. Essentially, what Paul is saying is this. I want you to put all of my merit on him. All of my good name. All of what you think about me on that man's account. In Scripture, there is something we call the doctrine of imputation. If you impute something to someone, it means you put it on their account. You credit their account with it. Well, essentially, what the Lord Jesus Christ did for all of us is he said to God the Father, put all of their demerit on my account and put all of my merit on their account. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We have no righteousness of our own. In fact, in the Old Testament, the Bible says that all of our righteousnesses, plural, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, leprous rags, diseased rags. Uh, they're, they're gross. They're to be cast away. They're good for nothing. They're ugly and nasty. That's the best we can do. That's not your worst. That's your best. But the Bible says we have Christ's righteousness, singular. Uh, not our good works, plural, but his good work at Calvary. His righteous record put on our account. Do you remember earlier in our study, we looked at Ephesians 4.32, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So here's the parallel. Paul says to Philemon, when you look at Onesimus, I don't want you to see a man who stole from you. When you look at Onesimus, I don't want you to see a man who ran away from home. When you look at Onesimus, I don't want you to see a man who did you wrong. When you look at Onesimus, I want you to see me. This is the ultimate. (laughs) He says, I want you to view him as a brother. I want you to view him as a family member. But he says, ultimately, when you look him in the face, I want you to see my face. Oh, do you see the glorious picture of the grace of God? Uh, When the Heavenly Father looks at you, he doesn't see you with all of your sin. If you've come to faith in Christ, if you've repented of your sin and by faith taken Jesus as your Savior, when the Father looks at you, he does not see you as a sinner. He sees you as a son, yes, but he sees you as his own dear son. In other words, he looks at the cross. He views you through the blood. He sees all of Christ's righteousness on your account. I don't know about you. That makes me just want to pause and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And thank you, Father, for your grace. You see, it was nearly 40 years ago when someone took a Bible and told me that God loved me and Jesus Christ had died for my sins, that he rose from the dead for my salvation to give me eternal life. And on that day, nearly 40 years ago now, I invited the Lord Jesus Christ to be my personal Savior. That was a great day. I was just a young boy. I didn't understand all that I'm explaining to you today. I don't, still don't understand all of it. I'm just scratching the surface, you see. I feel like I'm in the kindergarten of grace trying to, to wrap my mind around all the Lord has done for me. But the longer I've lived and the more I've studied Scripture, the more I'm discovering what the writer of Hebrews called things that accompany salvation. And I'm discovering here in Philemon that God in his grace put all of Jesus' goodness on my account. The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness which we've done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, we all know that's true. We preach the gospel of grace. We tell lost people you can't earn your way to salvation. You can't get good enough to go to heaven. Uh, God is perfect and you are not. We preach that. But I fear that sometimes people who've come to faith in Jesus Christ and they begin to live the Christian life forget that we live in the grace of God just like we were saved by the grace of God. That we must walk by faith just like we came to Christ through faith. That it is not of our effort. It is not of our good works. Friends, you can't impress God. I don't care how long you've been saved, how much uh, you've been in church, how many sermons you've heard, how much you know about God. You can't impress God with your good works. We lean heavily every day on the goodness of Jesus, on the mercy of Christ, on the grace of God. It is all the Lord. Every 
ugly thing in my life, I put there. And every beautiful thing in my life, Jesus put there. What I'm trying to help you see in the book of Philemon is not Paul. It's not Philemon, and it's not even Onesimus. I want you to see Jesus. He's the main character of this book. He's the main character of all of God's Word. It is all Christ. It was Christ who changed Paul. It was Christ who radically transformed Onesimus. And it was Christ who gave Philemon the ability to forgive and move on and get past the past. And only Christ can do that in my life, and only Christ can do that in your life. Would you look to Jesus today? Would you look beyond the human story to uh, the divine son? Would you look beyond uh, just even the, the verses and see the God of the word? Would you put your eyes on Christ who is full of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace? Drink it in today. Enjoy him for yourself and share him with others. In this sin-cursed, sin-hardened world, people need one thing. They need Jesus. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.